0: Eating Soup Alone is a podcast hosted by me, Christopher Krumlin, and co hosted by Nicholas Johnson. We try our best to ramble incoherently about a handful of movies, at least.
1: Once a week. Oh boy, that Magnolia soundtrack with... What's her name? Amy Mann. With Amy Mann. What a great soundtrack. You know what movie also had a great soundtrack, Chris? What movie? Surprisingly. Uh, Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of times during Carrie that me and you were like, Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> this like, is such a good song. Yeah, it's like, what the fuck? And it's not, they're not even <laughs> songs. They're just background just bops it's yeah. so good you mentioned that it
0: kind of reminded you of bully the soundtrack to the video game. oh bully. absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah um yeah it just reminded me of uh we've discussed this before you know some of my favorite sound tracks are just it sounds like a guy with the sh- just a shitty keyboard sat in his room with the lights yeah. off and just yeah, yeah, yeah. it. <laughs> and uh there's more instrumentation here but yes yeah, the soundtrack to carry sounds very much so like a couple of people in a garage just being like fuck we're out of money we need something to play in the background in a good way
1: for specifically like the upbeat scenes yeah we spent all the money on the creepy yeah exactly for the second half
0: um so Carrie, overall you Yeah. what'd you think saw it for the first time since having seen it 15 years ago yeah let's hear about that
1: experience a little bit Um, going into it my father big stephen king guy which i feel like a lot of dads are I don't know why I might be just imprinting this because of my dad, but I feel like dads love Stephen King. My dad loves Jurassic Park, the book. (laughs) Okay, well, my dad loves Stephen King. Jurassic Park, the book? I I know it's a fantastic book. Was it a book before it was a movie? Yes. Oh, (laughs) I... It's way funnier than me, to me that your your dad is like, oh, I love the novelization no, of Jurassic no. Park.
0: No, the way around. It's a very long and and I think critically acclaimed and just all-around loved book. It's the same thing as like Harry Potter, where people are like, oh, the book's better. The movie is not as good as the book.
1: Um, but yeah, my father loves uh stephen king so i was exposed to a lot of stephen king stuff as a kid and i think he probably showed me carrie when i was far too young and maybe i blocked it out or maybe i was like this is old i don't like it but i I piggyback
0: off that real quick
1: yeah i would love to watch akira for the podcast akira
0: akira is a very important movie in my i guess like origin story that i've built for myself um because growing up my folks let me watch whatever Mm -hmm. um especially my dad who found it very funny, he's probably 23 at this point, I'm like four, you know, him and his brother uh, showed me South Park, Yeah. because on my biological dad's side of the family, very religious, and by proxy, my jaw was just on the floor the whole time, and they thought that was so funny, because all the swearing, and yeah, but Akira is the first movie, because there's either a rape scene, or an attempted rape scene, or a groping scene in an alley, where it was the very first time that I can remember my parents telling me to look away, and me just being like, what?
1: What could possibly be happening? Then I gotta look away, you know. I remember seeing a lot of movies with my dad and me looking away. My dad be like, "Ah, come on, don't make it weird," <laughs> and being like, "Dad, I'm seven. I should not be watching weird science."
0: Yeah. So, anyways, you said uh, you may have blocked some of this out. Your dad made you watch it. Yada yada yada.
1: Yeah. Um, and I think I think just through pop culture, I think most people know the ending of Carrie. Mm-hmm. Or well, the climax, the climax I of guess. Carrie. Yeah. yeah um because i said the same shit and then i was like the well, fuck there's like 10 minutes of the 15 minutes of this left <laughs> and i remember i remember very specifically the beginning uh of her in the shower for not for those reasons but for the dramatic reasons uh i remember her mother and yeah i remember the end the climax um and so yeah before we watched it i was like oh, just so you know this movie's a fucking bummer it wasn't that upsetting watching it um what it what it was in my mind from 15 years ago Mm -hmm. uh, was much darker yeah um but watching it last night chris i fucking love this movie
0: i loved carrie it was a blast i loved Uh, carrie um immediately i love carrie i hate everybody who's treating her like dog shit yeah and then spoilers they dump the blood on her and carrie gets her fucking revenge and that whole time i was like in my head, I just kept going, "Get him, Carrie." Yeah, no, get I was, was going to say, "It is just get like, him, uh,
1: it is just like midsummer. I just the the whole climax. I'm like, people are screaming, people are dying, and I'm like, good for her." Yeah, I, I feel
0: like, <laughs> really bad about the fact that that's. But seriously, those people are like devoid of empathy to a level where I was just like, "Fucking get him, Carrie. These guys, <laughs> fucking suck." Like, too bad that the teacher
1: dies on the fire. Though I was going to say, even the teacher, I like and the her teacher. date. And her date? Oh, and her date. I yeah. liked. I liked uh, Mike. Mike was his name. Yeah. Tommy. Something like that. The teacher. Yeah. At some point, was like, "Why are you guys fucking doing this? Like, come on. You guys are. Why are you taking her to prom? Yeah. You're. You're pulling some shit." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "We're not." And it turns out at the end, I don't think me and you realize this until the end. They're not pulling some shit. It's mm-hmm. the other girl.
0: Yeah. I. I genuinely was on the fence like the whole time. I was like, "Fuck, are they being genuine or are they in on this?" And then yeah, yeah. And by then, the yeah. end, you know for sure that they're not in on it.
1: But the teacher, I feel like, even though she's the, the, more, the moral compass of this, not moral compass, but the moral person in this movie, she way too quickly is like, eh, well, I guess everything's fine. It's like, Yeah. Oh, dude, come on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She, I would say, yes, that definitely she should have been a little more hip to what's. Yeah, exactly. And then also you pointed out a pretty decent criticism. This is the kind of thing that kind of works really well in a book. And it can also work in a movie, whatever. I'll get over it. But a small gripe. Nobody noticed the fucking bucket in the rafters, yeah, exactly you get like, all those people setting up in the fucking yeah, exactly, you said it first, yeah, they're You're like,
1: yeah, they set up the bucket in the gym at night on a ladder in the rafters, and then the next scene is people the next day in the gym on fucking stuff up to the rafters, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really I really enjoyed. All this uh, I, was, I didn't think I was going to at the beginning.
0: Yes, a lot of the times when I go into horror movies, I go in, especially from that era, yeah. thinking there's going to be some neat stuff I like. It's going to be a lot of shit that doesn't work overall, I'm probably going to really appreciate it for a couple of things, but it's probably not going to be a good movie. Gary, was a good movie.: I think good all movie. of it I think all it of it works.: works. Yeah. Um, One of the things I want to say at the very beginning is I would love it. Midsummer is a decent example, I think. But it needs to start happening more often. Stop making the horror movies so fucking dark. Scary shit happens yeah. well-lit sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And this movie's well-lit the whole time. There's no, like, crazy dark scene. And, yeah, and, like, and it's w-
1: great. We, we were talking about it yesterday. Uh, something we both really like about The Conjuring is a lot of spooky shit happens during the day. Mm-hmm. But The Conjuring is just gray the entire yeah. time. There's so much color in Carrie. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I like, don't
0: like the whole gray thing where they, like, wash everything. The reminds we have Saw the new like, Carrie or like the new Carrie or like, uh, some of the remakes of like nightmare on Elm street or yeah. Friday the 13th, or even the conjuring series. Um, yeah, there's this, this whole thing about everything being like grimy,
1: dirty, gray,
0: maybe green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like even the Carrie end pops, the, there's color everywhere. pops.
1: Like even the quote unquote scariest scene in the movie where she's killing everybody at the prom is beautiful. Yeah. Uh, at points like she like snaps her head and like the, the red light turns on and mm-hmm. that looks really good. And then when that stops, um, everything has, like, kind of, like, a blue, like, light scheme, blue mm-hmm. and white behind her. But she is, you know, red because she's covered in blood. Mm-hmm. And it it looks so good. Yeah. Or even, like, just when you can see her
0: mother standing behind the door and she's getting into the bathtub. Oh, You yeah. can see her plain as day. She's not in the shadows or anything like that. Takes you a second, So though. scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So scary. Um, so scary that she's well lit, even. And that Carrie just doesn't notice. Because you wouldn't notice. You're yeah. coming
1: home. You're showering. Uh, before before we jump too far ahead, uh, what, what I was saying was, I didn't Sorry. think I was, no, you're fine. Uh, I didn't think I was going to like it at first because uh, shit happens in the shower, she gets her period, and then she screams and the light explodes, and that, uh, that I was fine with, but then she goes to the principal's office, and she's getting angry, and the ashtray starts shaking two minutes after the light bulb explodes, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, no. And then another forty five seconds after that she knocks the kid off a bike off a bike with her mind, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh no, because I remember in my mind the build up to the psychic powers being very, very slow, yeah, until it explodes at the end mm-hmm. um she knocks that kid off the bike, and then she almost doesn't do it again, yeah, until the end. I think she breaks that mirror at one mm-hmm. point, uh so yeah, I think in the end it worked, I think maybe I like, do I think maybe like don't knock the ashtray off, and yeah. don't knock the kid off the bike, and it would have been perfect. Yeah. See,
0: I slightly disagree. I like that they just established that it's a thing. I think a lot of movies these days are really hung up on that idea that like, oh shit, it's getting worse, it's getting worse. But I like that just from the rip, it's like, no, this is what happens when she gets upset. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I kind of like that. I um, personally
1: do. I like... Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I, I just think... It wasn't a hard disagree. No, I'm actually, just saying a little thing. I think, I think it's those four in a row. I it does it happen
0: is, very close. I will say that if they spread it out throughout the movie a little more, perhaps. But I guess I think it's, it's blocked into the exposition, right? So they're just trying to establish. not even,
1: Not even, like, throughout the movie. Keep, yeah. Keep it all in the beginning like that and then forget about it until the end. But it, I, it goes light bulb, ashtray, kid on bike, mirror. Mm-hmm. I think if it just went light bulb, mirror, mm-hmm. that would have been great. Okay. Um, But again, I'm not mad about it. Yeah.
0: I also kind of like that it's all in the same day. So she's still upset about what happened. Yeah. And then there's nothing really upsetting that happens, right? Yeah. So it doesn't happen anymore. Um, But I do like that, like, throughout the movie, there's, like, I'm going to put my Captain Obvious hat on. I like that there's, like, a decent, like, A plot, B plot, right? Yeah. Like, the A plot is, like, Carrie, and, like, um, in the beginning, there's kind of, like, probably sure like some social commentary to a degree right like you get to see how the principal, a man handles a woman getting her period not very respectful of her doesn't remember her name yeah. even kind of a thing um and then uh you know her mother the overbearing religious thing and like how she keeps equating woman with sin i mean that's a very big thing throughout all of time and every culture is that for some reason every religion has to vilify woman as being the origin of
1: sin and the temptress and stuff like that um fun fact the mother yeah in the new version played by julianne moore wow from magnolia that's theme. neat listen to our last episode if you listen to the last get episode why I'm bringing that up
0: I <laughs> but anyways that that's kind of like a slow build right like you get a little bit of like the tension between her and her mom and stuff and Her mom locks her in the closet yeah like tommy or mike or whatever his name is trying to convince her to go to the prom and she goes to the prom and the prom's so beautiful and it's like in slow motion and it's a little fuzzy oh, when they're wa- Made me w- wish that i had gone to my prom
1: yeah when uh, when they call her for homecoming or prom queen, yeah, king and queen, and they're walking up, and there's that spotlight on them, and it's in slow motion, yeah, it is beautiful, beautiful, and it is heartwarming. So much of this movie is beautiful, and it is heartbreaking. Yes, because because uh, it's Carrie. Everyone else how Carrie ends, and yeah. when they're walking up there, and she's so happy, and I'm like, oh no, Carrie, <laughs> oh Carrie, no.
0: And then there's the B plot of like Chrissy just being this vile, evil person even her like groupie friends are kind of turning on her when they're getting punished and she's like i won't stand for this and her friends are like uh we're gonna Fucking keep running shut <laughs> up <laughs> you yeah gotta shut up yeah and then she's plotting this whole thing and she's getting everybody involved to be
1: fair to christy though she's yeah. getting smacked in the face a lot
0: she is it's kind of one of those things Just where like from everybody the movie accidentally makes you empathize with the <laughs> with the villain it's not trying to yeah um but anyways yeah she's she's like getting people to collect the ballots so they can switch them out and stuff like that. And there's just this tension building the whole time of like, shit, what does she have planned? We know what she has planned. But I was suspending my disbelief a little bit and trying to forget about it and just be like, wow, yeah, this really is kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, I could imagine how effective this would really be if I didn't know where this was going. Yeah,
1: like, okay, sorry to keep harping on it, but thinking about it, if I was being a little shit about something and someone smacked me in the face... I'd probably be like, mm, maybe I need to take a step back. Yeah. Second time I got smacked in the face, I'd be like, I'm doubling down. <laughs> so I, I kind of get it. Yeah.
0: And um, yeah, it's 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 uh, tight to the point. Knows when to linger. Knows when to move on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I I it's I wouldn't even. This is another thing that was said during our viewing. Surprisingly, to a degree, it's not scary yeah and i also don't think it's ever really trying to be that scary except perhaps the mother at the end yeah um i think of it more of like like i don't know like a like a thriller or or a drama that just happens to have these kind of like horror elements to a degree yeah yeah Definitely. you know what i mean uh because it really does work as like a pretty think basic a of, like coming of age st- story where girls getting bullied and stuff she happens to have supernatural powers um, but it's never ever played up for like ah you know any kind of scare or anything like that yeah
1: um I'd say except for the very end. Um, yes, the mom is definitely scary. The no, actress, I, meant, I can't remember the actress's name. Her hand coming oh, out. Oh, her out. hand coming out. Um, the Friday the 13th moment. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Racerhead's wife from Twin Peaks is scary. Yes. Um, her getting locked in the closet and stuff like that is scary. That's like what I remembered the most, and mm-hmm. it's not as heavy as I remember it being. They're still pretty heavy. Yeah, but, it, but, yeah, but no, yeah, it's, it's not that, terribly overbearing. It's that like age-old thing you hear growing up in high school all the time is like that weird kid. For sure, 100% of the time, has just the worst home life imaginable. Yeah. Also, something that I think is... I think the strongest decision made in this movie is casting... Can't remember her name, but the girl who plays Carrie. Um, uh, is it Sissy Spacek? Yes, it's Sissy Spacek. Great name. Uh, it's Yeah. Um, sounds like a satellite. Um, yeah. Because she is... I had this complaint while we were watching it. Everyone's like, ah, oh, Carrie, that weird girl. She's such a freak. Ha ha. Carrie White eats shit. Very beautiful um, person. Be- go- beautiful. M- yeah. More attractive than any of the girls in the thing. <laughs> but there are a few times where like a camera catches her at a certain angle or something like that before the climax where I'm like, oh, you're fucking scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she then does
0: at- have it also like a sinister kind of look like a, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then at the end, yeah, very very much so. She just like. Yeah, because she just has these little eyes. Yeah. But at the end, where she's standing on the stage and her eyes big are just eyes. very wide, and yeah. she's just like looking down the entire time, I'm like, yeah. you are fucking
0: scary. Yeah. And I'm so happy for you. Kind of a subtle thing, I guess, to a degree. It's not like a big thing. Uh, but redheaded people are also usually associated with like being touched by the devil and being, you know. She have red hair. Kind of like left handed. Carrie? Yeah, she's covered in freckles. She's a big time ginger.
1: She had red hair. I'm pretty sure she's blonde.
0: It's like probably strawberry blonde if you want to call it strawberry blonde. But yeah, she's
1: basically a ginger. Okay, I buy that. Her mom has red hair. Yeah.
0: Okay. She's covered in freckles and stuff. But yeah, same way that like people used to think left-handed people yeah. were, you know, touched by the devil or something. Uh, There's also a great scene where she argues with her mom about, like, she's like, you got the power of Satan. She's like, no, Mama, I read about it in books. Some (laughs) people do this. They can do it. I read about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Whatever. I'm in. I'm on Carrie's side, but also nobody else does that, Carrie. (laughs) Your mom might be right.
1: (laughs) I think we really need to watch Carrie 20 15 or whatever I would be up. fine with that because um, the few things I saw from it made me appreciate this movie so much more Yeah. specifically thinking about her reading that stuff mm-hmm. you just see a few quick shots of her filing things she's on a computer things. hold on of her like filing through the things and then later when Mike or Tom whatever his name is asks her out she quickly closes a book that she's holding, and they really don't pay much attention to it until later when she's like, ah, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, I think it's just straight up from the trailer of the new Carrie. She's like, she might be on a computer at some point, but she's like diligently researching like through books and stuff like that, and it's like, oh, no. Yeah. Also, there's a shot of her in her room. She, I guarantee this is how it happens, because uh, connect these two shots. She gets all those books, she brings them home, starts reading about it, and then she goes like this, and puts her hands out and lifts up her bed and all the books. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, that shit sucks. Also, apparently, at the end, when she, she's doing all the telekinesis stuff, she's, like, doing magneto hands to, like, do nah, stuff. I don't like that either. Yeah, that fucking sucks. I that well, like Carrie's just standing there. That's the
0: thing that I like about Carrie, is that her mom's lecturing her about, like, having restraint and stuff like that. Yeah. And other than the climax, she does. Yeah. She only uses it when she literally can't control herself because she's so upset. Yeah. It's not like she's just, like go out light a cigarette she's like fuck where's the lighter and she like magneto hands it over you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah she's not hanging out like a superhero um she wants to be a normal person
1: and i also really like i don't know if this is intentional or not but i really like when all the psychic shit is happening at prom for a good while while all this shit is happening no one pays any attention to Carrie. like for the rest of the movie. Every, like, everyone's just kind of running around be like, oh, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? When very clearly it's Carrie doing it all. Except for Chrissy trying to run her over with her fucking truck. No, I think... You remember I, that scene? Yes, no, but yeah. I think, like, halfway through that... I think maybe the first person that notices it's her is the teacher. And then yeah. I think after that, everyone's I like, oh, now. fuck, it's Carrie. Yeah.
0: But I was thinking even about, like, when, like, the uh, ambulances are, like, whizzing past her while she's walking She's covered, covered in blood. In blood. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> and somehow she walks all the way home without being stopped.
0: Yeah, I love that, though. It, like... It, it works.
1: Yeah. I think besides uh, the shots of her on stage at prom yes. covered in blood, I think my favorite shot in this movie is when she very slowly walks up the steps into her house. Yeah. I don't know what it is about that, mm-hmm. but I think it was just more of the good for you shit. Just yeah. being like, oh, she's going to go kill her mom mm-hmm. and just walking her, s- watching her slowly walk in the house. Just being like, good for you, Carrie. Yeah. Good for you.
0: I will say it's a necessity because the whole idea is that it's building tension. She has no idea that her mom's behind the door or whatever, but I do like that it, Shows that intimate moment of her like going home and washing the blood off of her because like yeah. again it's just one of those things like awful example sorry I'm a psycho I guess but like <laughs> I I think all the time about like and it just fucks me up it turns my stomach it really really makes me like break out into like a little bit of a sweat like it's so just like I couldn't imagine and it's one of the things that like I I have to really limit my 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 true crime diet because like things really affect me these days I don't have the stomach for the same way I used to but I just think like fuck man imagine getting back into your ford Taurus after you dumped a body in a lake yeah just imagine that you're just driving home now yeah what the fuck does that feel like you know and it's the same thing where it's like such an intimate moment where it's like yeah she's got to go home and wash up like i feel like so many movies like i don't know you don't have to do it in every movie but it's just a neat thing to see like you know a battle just ended and the movies rarely take the the time to like show the avengers go like just fucking take their thing off and be like oh my fuck you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not saying it would work in any of those ever and it would be a bad scene to add, but I just I like in this movie that you get that little thing where she's kinda crying and wiping the blood off and stuff and it's yeah. nice.
1: But I also do like I, I because Carrie as a character she's just a little out there, but at the same time I love the mindset of murdering everyone in your high school and then going home, taking a shower and being like, Well, I guess I'm going to bed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is a a, a bit funny. Um, yeah, because what happens next? Right. She puts
1: on her pajamas, and then her mom comes out. The from year,
0: a, yeah. from a well, no, I mean like in general. Uh, oh
1: yeah, yeah. Like what's happening tomorrow morning?
0: Yeah, and I think that's one of the, from a writing standpoint, it's the best move. But Stephen King had to have her die also, because
1: that's just such a loose end. Like actually, I think the book ends differently. Okay. Um, and Stephen King, I think Stephen King has also agreed that the movie. Ends better than the book. Okay, I have um, no idea how that the book ends, but like I, I, would not like the story to end with like
0: her being like tried or going to prison or like for some reason they just pretend like it wasn't her that did it. I guess that'd be fine if they just pretend like the it cops chase her. Chaser,
1: that did her. The cops chase her and she goes and she lifts the Golden Gate Bridge up. Yeah, makes a bridge. Over I guess Nile what would actually is happen is that they'd so ruin an, an X Men joke right?
0: for you. Sorry, sorry, I didn't I get it. Is the Magno? I'm assuming Magneto lifts the bridge up. Yeah, in
1: like X Men Three or something like that. Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah, I guess that would be what happened, is that just like an X-File, the cops would be like, well, fire started, I guess, right? Yeah. And
1: so it would be fine. I, I guess you didn't have to kill her.
0: Whatever, I'm an idiot.
1: I'm sure... So, well, some people had to have gotten out of there. Yeah, uh, 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 Su- Susie gets out. So The people one know that was, was being Carrie. nice to her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, so she gets out, and, yeah, there's that sign that says uh, Carrie White burned in hell, so people know it was her. Carrie White eats shit. I think, like, I would... Like, watching this movie... I was like, I would like to read the book. Yeah. But also, all the stuff with her having her period and the girls being naked in the locker room, there's no way Stephen King doesn't go on and on and on and on <laughs> about that. And there's no way he's not gross about it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I'm actually currently reading Salem's Lot, and I would like to potentially read Carrie. So we'll see. Yeah. Maybe I'll report back at a later date. Um. So here we go. Carrie... Closing the book on that. Uh, real quick. You have more? You got some fun facts?
1: I have an ad to wait through. Vamp. Fill time.
0: Uh, Well, if I'm filling time, then I guess I'm talking about Alice, Sweet Alice. Glad you gave me the chance to fill time. Uh, nope, slasher missed it. movie from the 60s. This
1: was just the four, music we were talking about. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Alice, sweet Alice. Yeah.
0: Um, visually, it looks very similar. Very colorful. Just another colorful '60s, '70s horror movie. Uh, and yeah, just shouts out to you know making your movie actually decent to look at because I swear to God, there have been maybe three horror movies that I've seen in the last twenty years that were bearable to look at. Uh, perhaps. If you want to call it one, The Lighthouse, Uh, The Witch wasn't so bad. It was pretty dark, but it wasn't, in my mind, like terribly gray scaled or something. Um, Yeah, might be end of list. I don't think Hereditary was that dark. Maybe Hereditary was a little darker than I'm thinking. Um, But yeah, just in general, for some reason over the last 20 years, they've been obsessed with the, you know, making it ooky spooky, but making it super dark and colorless and that's where I'm gonna end it. Alice, sweet Alice, Carrie, great-looking horror films. So, anyways, Carrie, it moved me. It touched me. It was beautiful to look at. Tight, good storytelling, in and out. Perhaps there are some things that, if you think a little more about, maybe they fall apart. Whatever. Um, whatever. I'm not even. I'm not even thinking about any because I just had a great time watching the film. You know. My final verdict. Yeah, Blues Brothers, you're
1: off the list. You're getting replaced by Carrie. <laughs>
0: And speaking of murder.
1: Speaking of William H. Macy a while ago. <laughs> Fargo. We watched Fargo before we watched Carrie, yeah.
0: You've seen Fargo before.
1: I've seen Fargo a number of times, yeah. Yeah?
0: Talk about that a little bit.
1: Um, Fargo was one of those movies that everybody talks about, about being just a great movie. It's like the one, besides probably no country, it is like the Coen Brothers movie. Actually, no, I'd say that it's the Coen Brothers movie. Um and I remember watching it, probably like first year of college or something like that, and not liking it, and just not getting it. And just being Why like- do you reckon? Um, what I do don't you- know. I think I, I just didn't get it. Yeah. Um, uh, just always waiting for something like bigger to happen. And it does that Coen Brothers things, Cohen Brothers thing, where like it's just people just fumbling around for a while and yeah. fucking themselves and each other over, and then it kind of ends. Yeah. Um. And yeah, at that time I was just like, that sucked. That was kind of dumb, and I don't yeah. like it. And everyone has these dumb accents or whatever. And yeah, uh, whatever. And then a few years later, I was like, man, I gotta rewatch Fargo. And I rewatched Fargo, and I was like, oh, I fucking love that. That was great. <laughs> And, yeah, it's one of those movies that just every now and then when I got nothing going on, I'm like, yeah, I'll pop Fargo on. And it's just on in the background. Um, And I really like Fargo a lot. I wouldn't say it's my favorite Coen Brothers movie. Um, But I just love, like what I said, it's got the classic Coen Brothers structure. Um, And it is a good, just a detective story. But everyone just has these fun, silly accents. And it just brings, and it just elevates it to this just kind of fun level the entire time yeah uh steve buscemi's great in it um francis mcdonald is amazing in it um william h macy again great in everything he does and yeah i just think this movie's a blast no probably i wouldn't say a blast it's a great time i I, I love fargo
0: yeah i i really did like it um some contextual stuff to get out of the way. I've seen Raising Arizona. I was very young. I don't remember it. I'd like to watch it again, but I have seen The Big Lebowski, which I know comes out two years after Fargo. And Fargo and uh, The Big Lebowski remind me a lot of... It reminds me a lot of North by Northwest. In uh, North by Northwest, the same thing happens that happens in Fargo in the sense that at every chance for things to get twice as bad, <laughs> it yeah. does. Uh, but the, 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 the seed, the root of that is uh, in North by Northwest, just mistaken identity. And in Fargo and the Big Lebowski, uh, it's always comes back to not just one character, but every character being dumb as shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so this is a movie where, like, I, I'm, I don't want to you know do the, the whole podcast this way, but just another quick 30 seconds. You're introduced to William H. Macy he's got this scheme where he's going to pay people to ransom his wife Mm -hmm. because he needs money right almost immediately gets a call from his father-in-law that his father-in-law is going to give him the money for what he needs the money for right so then he tries to get in contact with the criminals right it's pre-cell phones though they're on the road yeah he talks to the guy who put him in touch with the criminals and then he's like yeah i've got no alternate number for these guys (laughs) and he's like oh geez oh boy you know um yeah the criminals show up to kidnap there's even a point where i thought when she falls down the stairs i was like fuck they just killed her yeah but anyways like i said i could go on for the whole movie but you know then you fast forward all the way to the point where like you know uh the criminals end up killing a cop Mm -hmm. and then uh you know they get stopped by the cop (laughs) cop won't take the bribe so it's already worse then the cop gets killed then another car comes by and sees them doing that stuff so they have to kill two more people right um you know fast forward even some more and there's the point where again they're only supposed to be um you know interacting with william h macy and yet the dad insists on going he ends up getting shot and killed right the the wife ends up getting killed uh i mean even to back up a little bit like you know, William H. Macy didn't even think through entirely how he was going to give these people these this brand new car, so now he's got this guy calling him all the time about how, like, hey, these serial numbers don't match up, and I'm going to have to report this by tomorrow afternoon if you can't give me the right serial numbers. Yeah. You know? um, and then on top of that, obviously, the cops get involved. They can tell that a call was made to a mechanic who works at that shop, which connects you know, the criminals to that shop, so and yep. the criminals are written around... Or I mean, not the criminals. The cops are written around right at where William H. Macy works there's again like so many moving pieces and again like just at every turn it gets worse it gets worse it gets worse and it's this interesting balance of just so funny uh you know you could even maybe call it like a farce right like yeah. that's where the comedy oh, yeah. comes from um but then also genuinely tense and like a respectable again like north by northwest level like crime thriller detective type yeah deal right that just happens to like young frankenstein uh, Young Frankenstein is always described as like such a love letter to the Frankenstein trilogy that it just feels like the funniest one of the four. Yeah. Yes. It's so accurate to the feel of the first three. It just doesn't. It just has way more jokes than the other yeah. ones, you <laughs> know. Um. So yeah, I loved it. It's a it's a wild ride. It's 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 uh funny and uh. It made me ha-ha a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. Something I really like about the. Uh... The Coen Brothers... Again, I keep saying like stuff like this, like I have other examples, but I don't. So I'll say, something I like about Fargo is... There are so many like moving pieces, and there are so many things that need to get resolved... That it's a movie, so you think about them, and you're like, Okay, how are they going to get the wife back? How is he going to get his wife back? And like shit just happens that you don't expect to happen and like sometimes it kind of happens off screen and you're like oh of course like uh the two of them getting the the two kidnappers getting angry and angrier more violent violent it's like oh of course or his father-in-law being like i'm gonna do the deal okay it's my money it's like oh of course And it's
0: oh of course because again it's rooted in the fact that william AC is a fucking idiot yeah like he wouldn't think oh of course yeah exactly he would think it would just go off without a hitch
1: yeah exactly or when Steve Buscemi comes back and it, you just look over and the wife is dead on the floor and he's like, "What happened to her?" And he's like, nah she started yelling a bunch." It's like, "Oh, of course, mm-hmm. of course, these guys are just gonna kill her." I also just real quick,
0: such a funny scene when he's like using a log to push <laughs> Steve Buscemi's foot <butt laughs> in, and she's like, "Hands up, you're under arrest!" And yeah. it's so loud that like,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love he looks at her and she's like, "Police!" And she points to the badge on her head yeah. yeah, I love her. I love her Zodiac husband. Um, i love anytime you see them they're either in bed or eating with each other yeah also maybe
0: pretty kind of like magnolia anytime a movie's set in the midwest like that and it's like that sleepy depiction of what the midwest is it's mm-hmm. like a bittersweet thing where i'm like oh look at this it's snowy and it's quaint and they're driving and then there's just so many scenes of people eating in bed and i'm like oh yeah that's what my mom and her husband does it yeah. just kind of bums me out and I'm like fuck dude yeah, no, is this like, my
1: future? If I stay here is this my future? Especially her like waking up at like 4 or 5 in the morning and him getting up to make a eggs and yeah. it's just cold outside and I'm which like, which
0: is sweet, it's so sweet
1: it is but also knowing it's cold and, there's, mm-hmm. and she has to go outside to clean off the car I'm like mm-hmm. I gotta get the fuck out of here I hate <laughs> this shit so much
0: oh. I will say the accents grated on me a little bit but that's of such a minor gripe
1: I, after see, I, I agreed with, with you the first few times I saw it, but after seeing it so many times, I just love it. Yeah. Like, it all feels like uh the guy at the end who's talking, who's just shoveling, talking to that cop, talking about seeing Steve Bushami. Yeah,
0: and, that's so good. He says,
1: What do you think I look like? And I said, What do you think I look like? I don't want to arrange like- this kind of deal <laughs> He's like,
0: What do you think? I look like some kind of jerk? Only he didn't say jerk. Yeah, <laughs> I just
1: feel that way about everybody. Like, yeah, the, the, these just. Big heady conversations about kidnapping and mm-hmm. uh, paying off uh, kidnappers, but also uh, like uh, the cops coming around and stuff like that. And just oh geez, oh gosh, oh
0: <laughs> I love it. I like when she's interrogating the prostitutes, and they're like, "Well, yeah, you know." And then he had kind of a funny face or whatever. Uh, and she, they're just going on, they're talking about like nonsense. Or he's just like, "Oh, he smoked a lot. I think it was like a subconscious thing. You know, those things happen." And the uh, francis McDowell yeah i was like yeah they do happen she's like yeah they do <laughs> yeah. and it's just like strip the north dakota or whatever accent off of it and like i feel like not to be an asshole but again being in the midwest like there's so many times where, like i'm at a gas station and some dude's just telling me a story kind of like that about someone i don't know yeah. as if i know them and stuff and i'm like hey you know i met you 40 seconds <laughs> like, like what you, i don't know who your uncle is yeah. i don't you know, like, just recently, the, the neighbor was like, was I with you or was I with Delaney? Or Delaney, the, the shirtless neighbor across the street uh, who, I think, very sadly, might have a drug problem. Uh, but he was just like, yeah, you know, uh, my dad lives here. I don't live here. I'm actually in town because, like, one of my buddies just died. It's real sad or whatever. Funeral's on Friday. So I'm in town until Friday, until that happens or whatever, just for, like, 15 minutes. And I was like, I'm sorry, your name is? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Which is totally fine, whatever. Uh, not a big deal, but it, all I'm, the grander statement I'm making is that it, a lot of those things feel very real. It's a lot like living in the middle. Yeah, just, I mean,
1: I, I, not so much the guy across the street, because that's like, you know, a lot's going on in what he's telling you, but uh, like exactly what you said, like gas station attendants or like random people you meet where it's just like, yeah, and I think he looked like him with a Marlboro man, but that might have been just because he was smoking cigarettes, and that's a, <laughs> a subconscious thing. It's like, hey, this isn't a story. Yeah, I don't know why you're telling me. Yes, this. you were just thinking to me. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I love I love that with the the the, the conversation with them. Funny looking, how could you describe it anymore? No, just kind of funny looking.
0: He I was uncircumcised,
1: like a... so he <laughs> slept with the little one. Ah, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: hilarious. Um, and also just funny that the 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 other tipster. Uh, the and I says to him that guy. Yeah uh he also says the thing he's like ah, you know and he was kind of funny looking he's like funny how he's like "Ah, just funny looking yeah everyone who describes steve buscemi is like
1: yeah just funny looking yeah yeah
0: (laughs) yeah um also neat uh just a little thing or whatever uh there's the no country for old men moment where steve buscemi stashes the cash stashes the cash oh yeah 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 Yeah. and uh never comes back for it no spoilers Doesn't get the chance to come back. So the
1: fucking guy in Fargo season one gets it.
0: (laughs) I also love just uh, the last like, 15 20 minutes or whatever that we were just Steve Buscemi so over it like when the dad shows up and he's like Jesus fucking Christ what is it with you idiots yeah. drop the fucking money what do you think this is it's yeah. just not a fucking game you know like he's basically saying like I have your fucking daughter I will kill her give me the fucking money yeah, yeah. and then when he shows up the camera he's like he's like here's your fucking money I'm done <laughs> he's like you can take the fucking my truck or whatever I'm taking the car or whatever he's like no we split the car someone has to pay for their half of the car he's like but even before he says that someone has to pay for the other half, he's like, how the fuck do you split a card Already, He's like, no, no. He's like, you get my truck and you get the money, and I'm fucking out of here. I got shot in the face today, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely at his wit's end, which is, again, just one of those things where, like, by no means did the movie have me, have me worked up like that. Most of the time, I was going, haha ha ha But, um, yeah, I'd probably be Steve Buscemi in this situation. I'd probably... Any normal person would, because most normal people are... You know, not as dumb as the characters of Fargo. They'd probably be at the point where, like, what the fuck is Did you, any of this? Like, did you think any of this through? Please, could I, I, what? Like, yeah. I would literally be like, I'm going home. This isn't worth my time. I'm not going to get money out of this. You guys have fun shooting each other. I'm out.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I love, uh, Steve Buscemi, Buscemi is so good in this movie because yeah. he's so fucking funny. He's like he,
0: the straight man, kind of, in a sense. Yeah, like and he plays, the,
1: exactly. He plays none of it for laughs. He's just pissed off at everybody the entire time. And I don't know why it's so fucking funny to me. Like, it makes sense why he would be doing it. But just after getting shot in the face, the fact that he just has a napkin stuck to it (laughs) the whole time. So fucking funny to me.
0: Oh, let's walk it back for a second. I just I also love um, the interaction where he's like, hey, be cool. Don't worry. I'll get this police officer to go away. And he's talking to the police officer, and he's like, uh, you know, I just didn't get a chance to yet. You know, I want to be in total compliance with you. And he tries to bribe him and stuff, and he's like, I'm going to smooth talk my way out of it, and it doesn't work and whatnot. And then I even, like, his buddy or ever being like, oh, yeah, you're a real fucking smooth talker, or whatever he says, you know, that whole thing. Um, so, yeah, uh, mainly just, yeah, that uh, Steve Buscemi thinking he can do it. Probably could, but it's, again, just one of those things where it's like, you're in North Dakota. That cop probably has that delusion in his head that he's like, huh. Oh, buddy, I don't take bribes. I'm out here to keep the great state safe. You know, he doesn't say that, but you can assume that that's the, you know, that's what he's operating. I like when he
1: is talking to authority figures in Mm -hmm. the movie. Yeah. He tries to, to smooth talk that guy. And then when he's leaving the parking garage, he's like, I was here for four minutes and he just gets angry with them. And he's like, you know what? Fuck you. Yeah. This is your little (laughs) domain or whatever. (laughs) And then the last guy he talks to, he goes, open the fucking gate. It's so good. (laughs)
0: because he's bleeding everywhere yeah, yeah yeah the i can give it multiple points one point for uh yeah, just the the thing that coen brothers such as writing such a smart movie about just the dumbest folk yeah i'd really like to watch burn After for reading. i would like to watch that yeah i haven't seen that um and uh also just being again like a, a tense movie that actually much like carrie in mm-hmm. the sense that like right like strip the idea of them being idiots away, the same way that you might strip away like the supernatural element of that movie, you know, and they're both interesting movies. Yeah, before even the like really neat thing about it, right? Yeah, a
1: guy paying kidnappers to kidnap his wife so they can split the ransom money. Yeah, that's insanely interesting. And then you make them all from Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, and you have them played by Stu It's Oh, great.
0: geez. Also, the fucking the scene where <laughs> William H Macy kind of pulls like kind of a. Steve Buscemi in the sense that he's being a, doing a sleight of hand, where he's like, I'll go do a lot count right now. Yeah, and yeah. then Francis McDonald's <laughs> like, he's driving away. Oh, my God. He's fleeing. I don't <laughs> how, <laughs> how do you make
1: an outgoing call? <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Also, I love, uh, like, there's, like, no reason for it to be in the movie. But when she goes on that date with that guy, not the date, but she meets up with that guy from high school, yeah. and he's like, oh, my wife is dead, and it's so hard, and I just thought you are always so nice to me. And then, like, two scenes later... She gets a call, and he's like, oh, no, he's insane.
0: I've been thinking about that a lot, actually. Genuinely, that's the one scene that I've been thinking about all day, because we saw it last night. I was like, why
1: is that even in there?
0: I'm not saying take it
1: out, but, like... <laughs> I, I read <laughs> online that the Coen brothers put it in there because they were like, we should have a scene with her that doesn't involve... Her husband or the case. She should have something else going on in her life, so her life just isn't about those two things, yeah. you know. Uh, maybe final note on Fargo, something I really enjoyed. It's the end. She's driving away with Peter Stormare in the back of the car. She's got like, all this for just a little bit of money. Yes. And being like, yeah, there's more to life than just that. Mm-hmm. Which is a nice little monologue. But then she's at the very last scene, she's in bed with her husband. And he's like, I want the thing. They picked my picture of the mallet but... Mallard, but... She's like, oh, that's so great. He's like, yeah, it's just the three cent stamp though. Nobody uses those. And she's like, oh, people need those all the time. Mm-hmm. When they come up, when they raise the prices, everybody needs those little stamps because they had all the old stamps still. Mm-hmm. And it's just such it's beautiful. a su- sweet yeah. little. Bit it is very sweet. Them, I love it,
0: especially brush those two against each other. Right. Yeah, to do all that bad for a little bit of money, you know, to do all that good for just a little bit of money. You know? It's great. Um, I will say that yes, very sweet. You put it very beautifully. I agree. Um, it will also on the topic of the all that for a little bit of money thing that's one of the things that always gets me about cop stories is mainly that right like that's a lot of what it boils down to it doesn't matter if you're watching like forensic files or dateline or Columbo or fargo or whatever it is there's always a little bit of that where it's like all that because you wanted to divorce your wife you know mm-hmm. you murdered her couldn't yeah. you just get a divorce you yeah. know yeah, yeah, yeah. or like all that over ten thousand dollars or all that because your mom wouldn't like help you with this payment or that payment or because you had this debt or you had that debt or you caught this person kissing that person whatever it is it always comes down to and again much like fargo criminals always go into it thinking like it's just gonna go off without a hitch right yeah and so those are the those are two elements that are just i I, I don't know why i'm saying this because it's a strength of Fargo, but I guess it's just the strength of like the genre and the conventions of that story, in a sense. Any crime story is just that. Yeah, it's that's something that always obviously gets everybody, not just me. So again, I don't know why I'm saying it, but I, I really do like those two, those two elements of just like, really, I thought it was just gonna go well, William H Macy, yeah. and then on the other side of the coin, like the two criminals, are like really, all of this for forty thousand yeah. dollars, you
1: know. Now that I think about it, you you briefly said something about the man himself. Um, I can't think of her name, but Frances McDonald's character in this movie, very Columbo. Yeah, um, there are she does get pretty lucky sometimes when mm-hmm. she drives across a car and she sees William H Macy leave. But also, she's, one of the
0: smarter characters in this this story. Yeah, her she, and Steve Buscemi, I think, are probably the two.
1: She does. I wouldn't say very simple, but just rudimentary detective work. She, she just pays attention. She deserves it. Pa- she pays attention.
0: Right there's that moment where she's like, hmm. I, th- I don't agree with your detective work there, Lou. Yeah, 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 exactly. DLR? I dealer think those plates. are dealer
1: plates. But, yeah, and at the same time she's just this pregnant like pregnant minnesota woman who yeah. just waddles into her room and everybody no under- real rush she's on yeah. minnesota time and everybody underestimate under underestimates her like william h macy trying to s- strong arm her like yeah. listen i'm answering your questions like i don't need to do this anymore or whatever and she and, never like, loses her cool she never doesn't loses care her cool. she's
0: like hey i'm in the right <laughs> like i'm not a dumbass i know what's going on
1: and like she never really says it but you kind of get the the feel that she's getting it it's just like Columbo. i think you said this yesterday. When she's saying things to William H. Macy, none of it's really a surprise to him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like yeah, you kind of see her pick up on that yeah. a little bit. Yeah, That's another just side note, me saying
0: obvious things about, you know, crime and crime shows and crime podcasts. Uh, I just love that detail, too, that, like, that's the one thing detectives are, like, primarily looking for is who doesn't seem like this is news to them? Yeah. Who seems like they already know? Because mm-hmm. that's my prime suspect. Whoever seems the least shocked by the news, because it's that thing, right? Like, no matter how good of a liar you are, you cannot feign the natural response yep. to shock, you know. Or else, people would be getting away with crime a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> serious crime. I mean, very serious crime. Uh, but also, to be fair, the conviction rate on murders is only something like sixty percent, I think. So you basically got a fifty-fifty chance of getting away with it. Great odds. So there you go. There's a little advice for you. You get a fifty-fifty shot. Although, you know what? You do it, and then if if you do it in the house, perhaps a family would move in, and then perhaps immediately after that, a ghost hunting couple might show up and try to exploit the story Mm -hmm. as if you guys had had perhaps been haunted by whatever evil convinced you to murder somebody, and then they could write a book about it, and that book could make them lots of money, and then that book could become a movie. That spawns ten sequels,
1: and maybe make some money.
0: But also, the Amityville horror was one of the worst horror films I've ever seen.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't seem to work out for the murderer.
0: No, but it's kind of like a legacy, right?
1: My guess.
0: So I'd rather be the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> the ghost wasn't real the whole time. That's oh the thing. fuck! <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah. I don't even get the thing, like, I hear people say it all the time, especially when I listen to, like, true crime podcasts and stuff. They're like, hey, I get it, you know. I hate people, too. You know, some fucking asshole. I fantasize about, you know, someone who, like, maybe molested their kids for 12 years. I think about, like, god damn. You know, I, you know, sometimes I fantasize about murder. Just stuff like that. I'm sure you've heard that before, right? Yeah. Where people talk about that, like, hey, I get it. I'm an angry guy. I fantasize about murdering people all the time. Never once. Yeah, never. I have definitely had intrusive thoughts where I'm just like, oh my god like imagine if I did murder somebody just how just like the way that my sister would look at me or my parents I'd be in prison for like that kind of a thing where I go down that rabbit hole of like everything would just stop like if that ha- if, I could, if I did something that horrible like or like uh, if I like accidentally hit somebody in the street or something like that you know like I'll go down those rabbit holes a lot of like yeah. fuck like imagine if I just like hit a kid right now mm-hmm. like oh, god like how would my parents react would they still talk would they be like like the sound of their voice kind of a thing like could i hear that they were disappointed or that they lost respect for me or something like that like i don't know i'll go down those rabbit holes which is tangential to murder kind of a thing but i've never just been like i'd like to fucking skin that dude god i can't believe he cut me like you know I mean, i've never done that before mm-hmm.
1: yeah so off topic but the closest i get is sometimes i'm like yeah, you know it'd be cool if i could just beat this dude up <laughs> consequence free Nobody knows. Not even him knew it was me. I could just, yeah. ba. Like a click remote. Like a click remote. <laughs> in my head, it's more so of like a Danny Phantom thing. Oh, okay. Where I ghost, I. that's why I want to be the ghost in the scenario. Mm-hmm. I want to be a ghost who has tangential fists. Yeah. That I could go, ooh, and then punch you, and then go, ooh, and leave. So anyways. Don't murder Fargo and Carrier. Yeah.
0: If you need more soup, follow us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter or go to our website eatingsupalone.com and until next time